Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Maura Lushi and Daniel Sivan, and we talk about their new film, The Oslo Diaries, which uh, is premiering in Canada at Hot Docs. You are going to need to see this film, and I know you probably hear that about uh, pretty much every uh, interview that I do with filmmakers and producers and actors over the last several hundred interviews now, which is hard to believe. But this is a film uh, that you are going to to want to dive into, and I hope it's a, it's a bit of a shorter interview for Face to Face, but I think you're gonna you're gonna hear a, a passion and a purpose and a commitment to 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 peace uh, and to the future and that's what this film really is all about but what we do find out uh, are some pretty interesting things about something called uh, the 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 Oslo peace process and that's uh, the title of the film the Oslo diaries uh, it's 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 about peace it's uh, it's about uh, the past and about how uh, we don't want to get uh, too focused on the present and the past we really want to be looking into the future it's about enemies becoming friends and and why peace really isn't um, boring and and, and you're going to find out why clause 55b uh, of the process and of the pack actually actually matters this is about uh, about fear it's about land but more importantly uh, this is an issue uh, about compromise and about uh, reconciliation and about and about dialogue and continuing the conversation and and looking into a different and a more, uh, it seems to me, empowered future. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation and this interview. Uh, stay tuned for uh, more coming up. And davidpecklive.com uh, for more information about my uh, writing and speaking and face-to-face-live.ca for many more interviews. Uh, a whole slew coming out of Hot Docs this year, which I'm really excited about. Don't forget, if you want to get come alongside face-to-face, you can do that through patreon.com and coming up a film that I loved it's uh, it's brilliant it's important and uh, you're going to learn a ton and uh, and be drawn into a conversation that I think we we all it seems to me in various parts of the world need to be having more uh, frequently and in a, in a more meaningful manner coming right up Daniel Savan 
more with Lucy uh, talking about their new film, The Oslo Diaries. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by uh, two very special guests here today to talk about their new film um, uh, premiering at Hot Docs. Uh, I'm going I'm to assume it's a Canadian pre- premiere, but Daniel, you can correct me on that in a second. The Oslo Diaries is the film we're going to be talking about with Daniel Sivan and more Lucy. They're here to have a conversation here today and just landed in Toronto. So thank you so much for, for joining me today, Daniel. Oh, thanks for having us. And uh, yes, it's the Canadian premiere. The world premiere was at Sundance a few months ago. And uh, we are very excited to be here. So is this your first time at Hot Talks? No, it's actually we counted the, the number of times. I think we were here like four or five times. Four or five times. So yeah. you're, you're like, uh, you, 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 know the, you know the way this goes. Oh, yeah, we are we're almost residents. <laughs> you're almost residents. That's wonderful. Well, welcome, uh, welcome back to Toronto, and I, I wish you well with with uh, the meetings, the Q and A, and all that's about to follow the craziness. And it sounds like you had a bit of a crazy trip here, and I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. So we'll uh, we'll try to wrap this up as as quickly as we can. But I'm excited to talk talk with you. And and and, and first of all, right out of the gate, I just want to say uh, congratulations on the film. What a uh, fascinating and 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 engaging. Um, film, um, story, uh, representation of, of uh, a narrative that probably a lot of people don't know very much about. Yeah, well, thank you. We are <laughs> it, it's one of the perks of uh, being Israeli. I, I wish we would have been living in a country in which, you know, we had no place for documentaries and it was much more boring. But uh, sadly enough, uh, we keep killing each other, so mm. uh, we are... Like uh, you know, it, it's like a gold mine for documentaries. Yes, it's a gold mine. I mean, you. I mean, the the beauty of a good documentary is you can really make it about anything. I suppose you know if you're a great filmmaker. But you you are right. The Middle East is certainly rich with with subject matter. You start to film out. In fact, maybe what I should say, Daniel, is I wonder if you could just sort of provide a little bit of context. 1992. Take us back to the small group that's that's meeting in Oslo. Uh, and and these 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 private meetings that, like I said, I would imagine very few people know much much about. So it all started basically. We have to look at the early '90s in Israel. Um, you have, on the one hand, um, the Israelis that don't acknowledge that Israel is a Palestinian people, as uh, they don't recognize them as as, as the people at all. Uh, they don't recognize their rights. They don't recognize their land. Um, and on the other hand, you have uh, the PLO, which is a terrorist organization that carries out terror attacks against civilians. Um, and both of these sides just don't talk to each other. Mm. It's actually against the law. Like right. If an Israeli is caught talking to a member of the PLO, he is automatically sentenced to jail time because it's uh, equivalent to being a, a traitor and, you know, conspiring with the enemy. Um, and, you know, the peace talks are totally deadlocked. Nothing is moving forward. Another war is about to break, and violence is, you know, flooding the streets. And this group of Israelis and Palestinians are meeting in Oslo secretly against the law um, and are trying to broker or to break uh, how do you say it? To, to broker or Bro- to break? Uh, uh, well, I would say to broker. Uh, yeah, to, to yeah. broker a peace yeah. agreement uh, against all odds. 
um, against, in the beginning, it was even against their own leaders, mm. um, mm-hmm. and to find a common language. And I think mm. the, the key good. for it was really doing almost the impossible, which is not talking about the past or about the present, because both sides were so full of animosity and yes. so full of grief. Uh, it was impossible to, you know, just, again, play the... As a blame game, finding like you know who started this whole mess, and you know you have people dying each and every day, and those people decided not to look at the present but to look at the future and say it doesn't matter what's going on now, we have to find a way to get along, and looking at the future was really the key to you know get to this historic peace agreement. How, you know, Daniel, why do you, why do you think? Um, some some folks, some people who are clearly embedded in in a in a, a, a complicated and rich history, are unable to, to to see the future in that particular way. And maybe they see the future in a way that's, I don't know, much more negative and dystopic and apocalyptic. I suppose. But how is it that it's you get human this human nature? Really, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I can't you know put myself in the in the shoes of a Palestinian, but I can only imagine how it is to live under military occupation, mm. to be humiliated each and every day in the checkpoints, you know, to have soldiers patrol uh, outside of your home. And, you know, as an Israeli, I know what it is to see buses explode before your eyes and to see civilians being stabbed. So it's almost impossible to try and detach yourself and sure. start thinking of the future. But that's the only way. It's it. You, you start to film out, I think, with with uh, Ron's diary, and and I want to ask you a little bit about the stylistic stylistic decisions that you made about sort of that that bridging that gap between sort of fact and fiction and the way you recreate uh, some of what happened, and then and then just marvelous interviews, by the way, just absolutely astounding. Some of the some of the footage. I, I'd love to see what you didn't get, uh, put on film. <laughs> Actually, you must have had some pretty remarkable conversations before the cameras were rolling, and a lot of uh, footage that. Did didn't make it into the film, but but I think in Ron's diary he says something to the the degree something like it was the beginning of three years of hope and anguish. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, these people really, you know, they, they've been through it all, you know, and so fast. I mean, right? They were two enemies meeting together, seeing each other in the most hostile eyes. You know, it's it's an Israeli that is looking at a terrorist that is in charge of killing women and children, and this terrorist looking at the Israeli that was the, the symbol of the oppression, and slowly or very fast, um, they become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in this process that went on for three years, they have become such close friends that some of them, Uri Savir and Abu Allah, for example, are friend, the best friends t- till this day. And so that's an amazing process. And as to the artistic style and the approach, when we started thinking of the film, we didn't start thinking of Oslo. We just wanted to mm. make a film about what's going on in this whole peace process. Right. because. We ourselves, you know, uh, we were here um, at uh, 2015 with Moore's film, um, 
censored voices, which was about the 67 war. And I did a film about soldiers in the military. And there's so many films about wars, but we discovered that there's no film actually about the peace process because peace sounds so boring. Right. And when right. we started researching it, we found this story about Oslo, which is a real thriller. And we decided to bring the human aspect of it. So you, want, so you want to take two of the most boring subjects and bring them together and put them on film. Oh, yeah, Peace no and doubt. Oslo. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really, I mean, to, to find how to, to, to crack open this, this very emotional and human story right. and behind the statistics, behind right. the, the clothes. I mean, you know, the Oslo Agreement is something that no Israeli or Palestinian have ever read. Nobody went through the papers and read, oh, close 55B, etc. Right. Um, and Oslo is also like a code name for everything that went wrong in the Middle East. Mm. Like, it's, it's crazy, but the Palestinians look at Oslo as the worst thing that happened to them because for them it was the prolongation of the occupation. And Israelis see it as, you know, the establishing of this state of terrorists. And nobody looks at it as something positive. And we really wanted to show the other side of the coin and show that they have accomplished something that is really fantastic. And, was you know, we were so close to change our reality, to change our future. And we're still so close. All we need is this mm. leap of faith again. I, I love the I love the hope and the comment. I love the hope in the film and 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 in your voice. There's a great moment uh, where somebody um, and and again, it's about future. It's about looking ahead and and so on. But there's a moment where um, I can't remember who it was exactly said that there's something very personal and human. Uh, about peacemaking, and you kind of talked a little bit about that, about how these these uh, f uh, people who got behind closed doors, enemies really, I guess in a sense, uh, for for many many years, get behind these closed doors and they become friends because they they humanize one another in a way that I guess we don't do normally with with people that we hate, that you know, with enemies and so on. And can can you talk to that a little bit, that humanization of the other or the enemy and? And maybe is is that what's required in order to trust people? You know, I want to talk about trust as well. You bring that up so well in the film, and it's certainly a theme that runs throughout. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, one of the, 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 the most beautiful stories we discovered is the story of, you know, General Amnon Lipkin Shachak um, and Nabil Shat from the PLO. Mm. Now, these are not the initial people of Oslo. These are people that were brought in after the deal was signed, and they're meeting in Taba. And these are not people who come from uh, foreign affairs. They don't come from the academia. Um, they come from really, you know, they're military people. Right. Um, and, you know, you have on the one hand Dr. Nabil Shat, which is the right hand of Arafat, which you know, back then was, you know, the archetypal terrorist. And on the other hand, you have Amnon Lipkin Shafak, which is the chief general um, of the Israeli army. And they're meeting together, and they have, of course, no common language at all. Right. And within minutes, th they find a common language. But then the Bill Shat goes back home, and he starts going through the archives mm. of the PLO to understand who is this man he's negotiating with. 
and he discovered that um, Lipkin Shafak was no less than the man who killed his friends. Um, he was uh, a man that was in charge um, physically of um, annihilating, executioning, um, um, taking out members of the militant PLO, which were people that Nabil Shah considered brothers. Right. And he goes back to Lipkin Shachak and he says, I can't negotiate with you. I'm sorry. It's, I have too much luggage, too much baggage. I, I look at you and I see a murderer in front of my eyes. And Lipkin Shachak tells him, but Nabil, this is exactly why we have to talk, so it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very powerful because it's exactly this. We are not looking to make peace with our friends. We are looking to make peace with our enemies so we will stop fighting. And nothing has changed since then. It's really, I mean, we have to keep on talking. Do you think, do you think, I mean, the, 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 the beaut- for, for me, I mean, I learned so much about the process. I learned so much about, uh, the, 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 I guess what's kind of going on. I mean, it's so hard for people who, who haven't visited the region, who haven't read up on the region, who don't know somebody who's lived and experienced it. And sometimes, uh, people like myself can only really learn through great doc films like yours. And, 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 um, it's, it's such a. It's such a compli- It seems like such a complicated mess. Uh, I, I hear people often say, "Oh, there's there's no hope," and yet you see a film like this, and you go, "Look what was going on back in the '90s, and how close we were." Is is it is it worse today? Would you say is it better? Are we moving in the right direction? Uh, if, uh, Look, we're definitely not moving in mm. the right direction. Um, I don't think there is a real power in Israel that is calling for peace. Uh, not enough in Palestine, um, and the occupation isn't going anywhere. So we are definitely not moving in the right direction. Um, but our mission as Israelis, as parents for kids that are raised in Israel, is to fight for a different future. Um, but I have to uh, cut you off now because um, we don't have much time, so I'm passing on the um, phone to Mo, and um, so uh, she can answer some questions. Okay, so thank I'm, you, thank you, I'm Daniel. Maybe, m- maybe we can we. And this is uh, your co-director, correct? Oh yeah. Yes. No, I'm her co-director. It's, uh, this is our relationship. Aha. Uh-huh. We are also parents. We are living together. We are, yeah, we are trying to kill each other in the editing room. <laughs> so uh, I'm the internal uh, co-director. So one second, please. Thank you, Daniel. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello, more. Thank you so much for joining me and 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 for, for uh, uh, taking the call, and welcome to Toronto. It sounds like you had a bit of a rough, uh, a rough flight in, but, <laughs> but how, how, are, how are you feeling? Pretty, pretty, pretty good right now, or not? Uh, you know, it's been a long flight, jet-lagged. Yes. But, uh, but we're here, and we're very excited to be here. Very excited. Well, that's so great, and, and thank you so much for, for the film, and, 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 congr- and I want to say congratulations. And, thank and, you. And I'm looking forward to the Canadian premiere. Um, so what's so coming out of uh, is there something you could you could, I mean there's so many things uh, that we we could chat about and I want to hear 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 I want to hear it all the problem is we've only got about ten or fifteen more minutes but yeah maybe less maybe less okay yeah. 
tell me tell me about some of the reactions to the film so far and 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 maybe coming out of Sundance the Q&A the interviews what what's been the overarching sort of not not the reviews so much but what are you hearing from people what are what are they saying Actually you know uh, it's very we're very happy that the reaction so far has been amazing um people you know I mean first of all uh, both of our, uh, you know, uh, participants of our characters like the film very much, and this is, you know, this this made me so much happy because to make a film where the main Israeli uh, character Uri Savir and the main Palestinian character Abu Allah, they both loved the film and they felt mm. that it's balanced and that it's, you know, uh, really. Uh, sh- uh, facing the reality so so first of all we were very 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 happy from that no, and i think that that we that we feel the same reactions from the screenings that we had so far from the interviews that the film you know gives it's 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 of course it's depressing because we're so far from peace today mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. like we're living in the most right-wing government when we say that you know there's Still, a chance for peace. People are like looking at us, like we're naive and we're out of touch a bit, you know. Right, right. But but the reaction that we got from people who actually saw the film, you know, it it gives hope. It gives hope. It's depressing on the one hand because yep, it's true because we're not heading to the right direction right now and we're so far away. But on the other hand, it gives you hope because we were so close and because there's no other possibility. Well, there's really no other way, it seems to me, and I know that sounds so idealistic. And but but I, you know, you bring out in the film at one point one of one of the characters says something about both sides being so stubborn, and 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 then following up with you know we 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 need to get to the root problem. What do you have, Mar? Do you have a sense on what that root problem is? I mean, is it hatred? Is it racism? Is it is it in the inability to see the voice in the eyes of the other? I mean, I'd I'd love to hear what your sense is on that. I think it's 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 a lot of things, but yeah. mainly I think it's kilometers. I mean, we're both fighting on the same land. It's it's not it's not an easy solution. And uh, so, when you say kilometers, do you mean it's about geography? It's about land. I think so. I think so. It's about land. It's about land. It's about uh, in our side the religious people that sees you know the whole Israel and they want like the whole part. Uh, and and we have to compromise this in the middle. There's no other way. So I really do think that it's about kilometers, and it's about fear. And it's know? about fear, sure. And it's about fear because people are. I think that the majority that doesn't want peace, it's because uh, they've been like hurt from the peace process. People are, you know, want security. Want. I think that basically both sides want the same thing, you know, to live in peace. And every side, you know, scared, uh, is, is scared to, 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 to lose it in, er- in, 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 in some way. Early, of course er- that we can't, you know, we can't, I think, uh, uh, um, you know, us and the Palestinians, it's not the same. The Palestinians doesn't have a country yet, doesn't have rights doesn't have yet uh, ability to to move between you know between uh, their villages so we're not in the same situation here yes but, yes um, 
but I think it's kilometers and fear. Fear. Yeah, I love the way you use voiceovers and, and, and remarkable interviews, really, and, and footage. But uh, near the beginning of the film, uh, I think one of the voiceovers, and I'm not sure who it was, but talked about the small group, the secret group that was meeting two Israelis and three Palestinians. And I think the line was something like, it demanded all of us to, to take high risks. Exactly. And, and it and was, you know. It was, and also Daniel said it before, it was a big step from being like truly enemies to sitting and, mm -hmm. and, and, and talking to each other because there's no other solution. And, and do you, and, you know... And and just, you know, like, last question, because we, we have to go to, to, to another meeting. I'm so sorry. I mean, uh, if you want more time, maybe we can, we can reschedule. Um, so no, that that that's fine. Maybe we can maybe we can call you back into an interview. Can 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 I can I ask you one last question? Sure, sure. So sure. just to, just to kind of wrap it up, and 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 um, before we end, I I was going to say about the Abu's character and 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 his the intimate. Oh, I don't know. I just I I wanted to step into the into the room <laughs> and be a part of that. He just he seems like such a. Uh, a sensitive uh, he is. Uh, soul. You know, we met him so many times in the past two years mm. in Ramallah, uh, in his office in uh, in Palestine. And uh, and for 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 me and Daniel as Israelis to come to Ramallah to interviews to interview all the Palestinian leadership, I think that this is hope. You know, mm. to mm. to see that really. Well, that and that's what I wanted the to ask you more. time. Yeah. They still are willing to talk to us. They're they're still willing to talk. And and was it Rabin at the end of the film in the speech who said who spoke about great love about about our children? Was that was that the line? And yeah. I just wondered if that is that is that something we can all speak about in the same way? Our love for our children and and then that, that points us the meaning of of everything. Points us to the future. What what are we leaving to our children? I think that this is the motivation of all of my our films. What are we leaving to, to, to our children? What future are we, do we want to, to live in Israel? Do we want to, to, to live by our sword all the time? Mm -hmm. or, or, are we, or are we brave enough to make that leap of faith towards peace? So good. Well, that's what a great way to end our interview. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank you so much for, for watching the film. Oh, it's a brilliant Thank film. You. I hope everyone sees it. I've been talking <laughs> with Maura Lucy and Daniel Sivan today about their new film, The Oslo Diaries at Hot Ducks. Thank you so much, Maura, for your time today. I hope you Thank have a great uh, time here in Toronto at the festival. Thank you. We will. We're very happy to be here. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.